So the big question is this, how do nonprofits like us, who are often funding our vision from our own pockets, that don't have big staffs, big budgets, and great fundraising know-how, how do we raise the kind of money we need to see our mission fully funded? Ask the question, and this podcast will talk about the answers. My name's David Oaks. Welcome to the Minor Touches to Major Gifts podcast for nonprofits. All right, glad you tuned into the show today. Today we're talking about personal growth. Buy the truth, sell it not. Personal growth, it's going to cost you. When I was a teenager, I remember I was sort of carried away and enamored with the Proverbs of the Hebrew King Solomon. I read them over and over, year after year. It sort of became an obsession in my life. King Solomon lived nine centuries before the Common Era. So long, long time ago, he's often described as the wisest man who ever lived. And of course, my obsession with reading the Proverbs, I hoped that this guy's wisdom would rub off on me and one day someone might say, oh, David is so smart. (laughs) So of course, of course, that's what I wanted. Now, in the last few years, I have become enamored with um, 30 precepts, the 30 precepts of the sages, if you read the message translation of the book of Proverbs, you'll see the 30 precepts of the sages. And around the 15th saying of the sages, there's one that says, by the truth, by wisdom, by instruction, by understanding, B-U-Y, by purchase, purchase the truth. Purchase wisdom, purchase instruction, purchase understanding. Now, buy, B-U-Y, here in this saying of the sages is doublespeak for, this is not going to be free. (laughs) This is something that will cost you. The sage is saying that living a life characterized by truth, wisdom, instruction, understanding, it will never happen by accident. Living with your eyes open will only happen when you decide you're willing to pay the price. Now, I think living with your eyes open means that if you could kick the person most responsible for your failures as hard as you can, if you could kick the person most responsible for your failure, as hard as you can in that place where the sun doesn't shine, you you probably wouldn't be able to sit down for a week. <laughs> Living with your eyes open is understanding the role that you play in your own success or your own failure. Now, I don't say all the failure in my life has been totally... I've been responsible for all the failures in my life. No, but I can tell you the majority of the failure in my life, mm, I have to take a lot of uh, credit for them. (laughs) So think about that. Just pause and think about it. I remember, let me give you some of my background growing up, not so rich. We were 
we were we were on the poor side of town, let me just tell you, in Tallahassee. Being on from the poor side of town, I became enamored with money. And I learned this as a youth. Nowhere is the love of money greater than among those who don't have it. <laughs> I lived enamored with money and filled with the questions that come when you don't have it. How do you get it? How do you keep it? And then how do you give it away? I always wanted to help the underdog, so I became a pastor. Now, I have to tell you, I became a poor pastor. Now, let me tell you what I learned becoming a poor pastor. (laughs) I learned that one of the worst strategies for helping the poor is to be poor. One of the worst strategies for helping underdogs is to live as an underdog. It just never gives you the leverage that you need to really help others. So early on, I learned that not much good happens in this world without the money to make it happen. I remember wondering, as a young leader, why did some leaders seem to have all the money their organizations needed? And I remember wondering why some leaders, uh, like me, seemed to never have the money they needed. Actually, can I tell you what I remember? What I remember was the depression that I lived in because I never had the confidence or the resources that I needed to help the people I felt called on by history to help. And I made it my determined purpose. I made it my purpose. I'm going to find out if it kills me why that is. And along the way, I did learn a lot. I learned that most of us nonprofit leaders, we're sweethearts, we're angels, but honestly, we're challenged when it comes to developing an organization or when it comes to fundraising. I began to learn the strategies to get the money I needed when I decided I would buy what I needed, no matter what it would cost me. Remember Solomon's, the the precept of the sage, buy wisdom, buy understanding, buy or purchase truth. Mm -mm -mm. So one of the first truths I decided I wanted to pay the price to learn, and then I found out, here it is, the choice of people that you associate with will have more impact on what you become than any other single factor. Who you choose to associate with, who you choose to learn from, who you choose to make your inner circle, who you choose to be your mentors, has more impact on you than any other single factor in your life. That's actually a quote from Brian Tracy. I remember... I can remember meeting a young pastor, a younger pastor, many years ago, and the guy's name was John Maxwell. He was a pastor from San Diego, and he started traveling the country. He started doing seminars for leadership in Atlanta. That was close enough that we could go. Talk about stunning. He was up and coming, and when he talked 
my heart burned within me. He spoke about why I should understand fundraising. He spoke about why I, as a pastor, I ought to know how to raise money. And he said this, and I've never forgotten it all these years. He said, the reason you want to know how to raise money, here's why it matters to you. The person, here's his quote, the person who funds the vision gets to set the vision. Wow. If you want to set the vision, he challenged me, David, you got to learn how to fund the vision. He explained how organization leaders, organizational leaders who want to set the vision, but they can't fund the vision, they're, they're crippled. They're hamstrung. I was blown away because you know who he's talking to. You know who he was talking to. He was talking about me and he was talking directly to me. Now, that day in Atlanta was the beginning of a really beautiful relationship between John Maxwell and me. I went out to his table. I went out to his book table. I didn't have much money in those days. I, I, was, uh, I was a little poorly, but I took out my credit card. And here's what I did. It's the truth what I'm telling you with my hand in the air. I bought one of almost everything I think on his table. Wow. Now, he challenged me. Here's what he challenged me to do, and I accepted his challenge. He challenged me for the, that for the next 12 months, I took his leadership challenge. I would read one book a week. Now, here's where the beautiful part of the relationship for him come. He supplied all the books. I had to buy them from him. <laughs> they were great books. I didn't know what to, what would I read? I needed 52 books to read one book a week for the next year. He had 52 put together. He said, I know you don't know what to read. I've put 52 together. <laughs> Go out there and buy them from me. I agreed. I took his challenge. I took his challenge that I would listen to. One tape per day. He supplied all of the cassette tapes. Yep, I went out there and I bought 365 cassette tapes. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cassette tapes on leadership that he had taught. Bought them all from him. He challenged us to do a daily devotional, a journal. Where would I get a journal? You guessed it. He sold it to me. That guy's a salesman, if nothing. John Maxwell has always been an amazing salesman. I bought all the material. So for the next 12 months, I took his leadership challenge. It cost me it was a lot of money that, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I did not have I charged it, I put it on my credit card, and we paid payments. And every week, I read one of his leadership books, and I took notes, and I shared it. Every day, I listened to another tape, and I took notes, and I shared it. My wife and I listened to them together. Every day, I did a devotional, a journal. I wrote out, I answered the questions. I was challenged. Every day, I learned leadership from John Maxwell. Now, you can talk to my inner circle, the people who knew me before that year and the people who knew me after that year, the ones who knew me the best. They will tell you that that one year, in that year, that 
daily, weekly, that annual plan totally transformed my life. Some of my friends say that they've never seen another person grow like I grew in that year. My friends will tell you, and I should bring some of them on the podcast and let them talk to you about my growth. So I made a quality decision that I would hang with John Maxwell every day. Now, I'm not sure if John Maxwell knows my name today. We, I have I've bought everything just about that he ever sold in those days. We started attending everything that he did. We flew to where he was at. I drove to where he was. I become just a John Maxwell groupie. It didn't hurt me any. And the money I spent, the money I did not have, it cost me. It cost me the money. It was a good decision. It cost me personal time every day to put those those cassette tapes in. It cost me personal time every day to journal and to write out and to contemplate and to think. I grew like crazy. And the people in my inner circle will tell you that was a defining year in my life. That was an amazing and defining year. So now in my past three years as a nonprofit consultant, here's what I've learned. Most nonprofit leaders spend their lives trying to get the money they need, but they don't stop to pay the price to learn organizational development and to learn fundraising. It's a sad thing. It's a sad thing. They are too busy trying to raise money. They're doing a poor job at it. Over a half a million nonprofits in America have never never beat the half a million mark. So the majority of fundraising, the the majority of nonprofits in our country are struggling to get the money that they need. A lot of nonprofit leaders, I know some that were hired by nonprofits to work for them and they're not paid very much. And this is a struggle. David, I've got my master's. I've got my, I've got an education. I, And look what they're paying me, not much. Let me tell you this. If you would choose to grow yourself in the knowledge of fundraising, trust me, I'm an old guy and I know what I'm telling you is the truth. You study and grow and learn how to raise tons of money. Don't you worry about getting the paycheck that you deserve. Listen to me. There is no way. You will raise millions of dollars for your nonprofit and they'll still keep paying you minimum wage? No, no, no. I don't know. Is it true that maybe? Is it true that maybe? Now, somebody gave me this challenge. I'll challenge you. Maybe you're getting the paycheck you deserve. I'm just challenging you. Here's what I want to say. You learn how to hit the ball out of the park. The coach will put you up to hit it. Don't you worry about that. I'll talk with parents. I raised a lot of kids, a lot of, a lot of kids that were not mine. I put them in sports and we, I raised them. And when the coach didn't want to put them in, I just said, look, 
This is about you, not the coach. The coach doesn't want to put me in. Let me tell you something. You step up to the plate consistently and knock it out of the park. Don't you worry about the coach putting you in. Don't worry about that. You learn how to fundraise. You can stop blaming the people of your town. I've heard leaders just say, well, it's just the way it is in this town. That's a bunch of garbage. That's the way it is at my nonprofit. It's a bunch of garbage. It's the way my boss is. No, I'm just telling you, it's a bunch of garbage. Stop living your life waiting for someone else to make your day. <laughs> Learn how to fundraise. That means you have to take some time out of your fundraising to learn how to do it better. Remember the wisdom of the sages. Buy the truth. Purchase the truth. Purchase instruction. Purchase understanding. Purchase wisdom. These things will cost you. Now, it took courage for me to buy everything on John Maxwell's table that day. I didn't have the money. I don't know if I had the time. I had never in my life imagined that I could read a book a week. That was more than my mind could. But I just thought, I'm tired of playing it safe. I decided I will not live the rest of my life playing it safe. I'm going to take a huge risk. I'm going to accept the challenge and I'm going to do it. I couldn't keep playing it safe. I couldn't keep living not having any courage. The day that I faced my terror for taking a risk, I stepped out from the pack. That day, I faced my fear of doing something different. I never heard of anybody with the kind of personal growth plan that involved reading a book a week. I never heard of anybody listening to a tape a day. I never heard of that. I never heard about a personal growth plan, to be honest with you. But that was a divine day for me when I decided I'm going to stop playing it safe. So what you're blaming or whoever you're blaming, that's what's in your way. When you understand the answer is in growing yourself, not blaming people and obstacles in your way. What or whoever you're blaming, that's what's in your way. Stop. Take action. Decide to grow yourself. All of human life is a struggle between ignorance and illumination. Think about it. And the day you stop seeking personal growth, it's at that moment that ignorance steps in. This is a moment-by-moment struggle. You have to make the decision. I will pay the price. To live with my eyes open. We go to school for 12 years, some of us for 16, some of us for 25 years or more. And for most people, going and graduating from school, getting that diploma or getting that degree, it's the end. It shouldn't be. I'm telling you, it ought to be just the beginning. You should spend your life. Having made the decision, you're going to pay the price to never stop growing. When you spend your your life living in fear, blaming everybody else, never exploring your dreams, it's cruel. And ignorance about fundraising actually causes greed, fear, and the love of money. Remember I told you I learned early on, nowhere is the love of money greater than 
than among those that don't have it. Mm-mm-mm. Make the decision. You're going to step out from that group and be different. Remember the truth I told you in the beginning of this podcast. The choice of people that you associate with will have more impact on what you become than any other single factor. I made the decision. John Maxwell, John Maxwell did not choose me. I chose John Maxwell. I went to every John Maxwell class. I went to this, is, but these are pre-internet days. You drove to wherever he was. I went to every one of his seminars. I bought everything the man put out. I consumed everything. I chose John. John didn't choose me. And I hung out with John Maxwell. Oh, gosh, for years I did that. I'm challenging you to choose the people that you associate with. Choose the people you learn from. Choose the people you um, allow to impact you. Choose them. And that will choose what you are more than any other single factor. Now, That's my thought for the day. I want to share an opportunity with you. I am teaming up with Mary Valoni. She's a fundraising superstar. And she and I have it on our hearts to offer 12 nonprofit leaders a spot in a mastermind group. Now, Mary Valoni, in case you don't know her... She makes me look like an infant in the fundraising space. Mary has raised millions of dollars for the American Cancer Society. She's raised oh, just tons of money for ALS. She's raised lots of money for lots of organizations. She knows what she's doing. She wrote a book called Fundraising Freedom. It's a bestseller on Amazon. She's the founder of her own academy for missionaries called Fully Funded Academy. She started and now she runs her own fully funded orgs for organizations. I belong in that. I'm a sort of coach with Mary. But Mary called me the other day and she said, David, I wonder, would you help me? I want you and I to offer ourselves to a small group. It cannot be large. We can only do this for a maximum of a dozen small um, fundra- uh, nonprofit leaders in this mastermind group. And she said, I want it to be at a rate that smaller nonprofit leaders can afford. We want to do this at $250 a month or $2,500 for a year. Now, Mary's been in, she's in all kind of masterminds. I'm in a few masterminds. I Let me just tell you, I pay a lot more than $250 a month to be in the masterminds that I'm in. I'm in some powerful masterminds with some powerful people, but I've paid a whole lot of more than that in order to be in those and to associate. I chose, I chose these people to associate myself with. So remember the quote, your choice of people you associate with will have more impact on what you become than any other single factor. So I want you to consider being a part of one of these select few, just one dozen leaders in this mastermind. Who is this for? 
This is for you if you're looking for an actual guided group with structured leadership and accountability, not another commitment where you get loaded down with videos, ebooks, and distractions that don't advance your success. This is for you if you're willing to let other people in the group, Mary and I included, if you're going to let us get to know you and then actually speak into your life. This is for you if you come into this actually intending to build relationships with the other members in the group. These are relationships, I tell you, relationships that potentially could last you a lifetime. This is for you if you understand that making a financial investment to do this, it's part of paying the price so that you get maximum value and results. This is for you if you're willing to share your wisdom, your best practices, and your advice with other members. A mastermind is not where Mary and I coach you. It's where we all come together and we all commit to each other to give regular input and and grow each other. It's an opportunity where you can lead and contribute. You see, none of us is as smart as all of us. Wow, wow, wow. So, If this is for you, I'm putting a link in the show notes where you can sign up for an information call on April 20th. In just a few days, just come. You don't, there's no commitment when you sign up. You just come for this information call or you can email me at david at wsdevelop.com, david at wsdevelop.com. Dot com or just click the click the link in the show notes wow i feel like i have just unloaded and give you two barrels two barrels out of the gun today if you enjoyed the episode hit the subscribe button don't miss a one and as usual i'm going to send you away with some positive affirmations until next time always remember Remember, we are proud nonprofit leaders on a mission to create a changed world. We are not begging. We are not pleading. Nope. We're inviting humanity to partner with providence to see injustice become justice, to see wrongs become righted so we can leave the world we found in a better place. It's all coming together. It's all breaking our way. Every day, we're getting a little clearer in our message. We learn a little more strategy. Another piece of the puzzle comes together every day. All right. So until next time, this is David Oaks saying so long. So long.